Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? Bibles open or your phones swiped to <laughs> Ruth chapter 4. Ruth chapter 4. We're going to cover this chapter in two parts before we finish this book. We're going to be in Ruth chapter 4 today. We're going to cover the first 10 verses. And so today I wanted to start with another one of my sermon titles because I worked really hard on this one. Okay, this is probably my most creative sermon title of all time. You guys ready? You got your pens out? Okay, today's sermon title is Ruth chapter 4. Part one. What do you think? Yeah. And some of you are like, yeah, that is probably your most creative. Okay, just so you know, that's a joke, and I'll come back to that. Because here's the thing. I got called out for one of my jokes this week. And I don't want to embarrass who called me out. He knows who he is. But he basically said, hey, you lied to the congregation. And I went, ooh, I lied? Well, it's because, you know, my jokes. I know my jokes, you know, they're, they're different. And I realize that. One of the things he said is, you know, on Potluck Sunday, you guys who come, Potluck Sunday is one of my favorites. Because what I get to do is I get to go around and talk to everybody. I finally get to see people's faces and actually talk to them. And uh, it's, it's great for me, and I enjoy it. But I always make this joke because you guys know I mostly don't eat. On Potluck Sunday, I'm just walking around talking to everybody. And, um, and I have this joke I always say where, no, I'm eating, I have food. And I compare myself to Jesus, which is the first problem. That's how you know a joke's going to bomb. Because in John chapter 4, Jesus, when his disciples asked him if he had food because they were worried about him eating, he says, no, I have food you don't know about. And that's my joke. But I didn't finish my joke. See, (laughs) bad things happen when you don't hit the punchline. Some of you already know what I usually say is I say, I have food that you know nothing about. And that's to do the will of my father. You know, I do it all pious and everything. But that is the truth. You know, I was thinking about this. First of all, I do need to... I need to improve on my jokes. Amen? Um, But secondly, you know, to do the will of the Father, we're going to talk a little bit about this today. The will of God is so satisfying. It is like food. When you're in the will of God, you're satisfied. When Jesus is enough, you know you're in the will of God. When Jesus is not enough in your life, you are outside the will of God. And you say, wait a second, that means probably all of us, none of us walk in the perfect will of God. But in those moments when we find clarity when we, you know, find food in the Lord, when we're doing his will, we are satisfied. It's a beautiful thing. And so to finish my joke about Ruth chapter 4, part 1, that's not really the sermon title. Um, although, you know, it is a good one for me, I guess. But today's sermon title really is one word, redeemed. That's the sermon title today. And there's so much power in that one word, redeemed. It means so much for you and me. It means a lot for Ruth, as we'll see. But redeemed is a powerful word. Remember in the introduction when I started the book of Ruth, the word redeemed is goel, or gaal, but goel in Hebrew. And this word means redemption or to be redeemed or redeemer. 
the kinsman redeemer. It's used 23 times in the book of Ruth. But this is why it's so important. This is why the sermon title was easy for Ruth chapter 4, even the first part, because it's used 13 times alone in chapter 4. This word redeemed, goel. It's a beautiful picture, and I just love that word because of what it means for all of us and for what it means for Ruth. And in this chapter, we're going to see the redeemer, the goel, Boaz. We're going to see this kinsman redeemer. He's going to redeem Ruth. And we're going to see how this points prophetically to our redeemer, our Boaz, our kinsman redeemer. Boaz is, of course, a picture and type of Christ. And I've talked about these pictures and types all throughout this book. It's so awesome and amazing. But today we're also going to see Ruth redeemed, which, of course, points to our redemption because she's a picture and type of the, of the, of the Gentile church. She's a Moabite. She's a Gentile. She's going to be redeemed. She's going to be taken in marriage by the kinsman redeemer. And in that, we're going to see even more profound prophetic things when we finish this book, Lord willing, on Christmas Eve, um, Christmas Eve day, unless we get raptured before that. And I'm always open to that. But here's the thing. If you remember from last week, we were left with a cliffhanger, a to-be-continued, <laughs> so to speak. And some of you are old enough to remember this. Many of us, you know, I grew up as a kid in the late 70s, early 80s, some of you are much older, it's fine. You know, I respect my elders and I understand that. But remember this in TV? They would have a to be continued. You'd have one of these episodes that would build up and then the most important time and it would come to this moment and it would say to be continued. And as a kid, oh man, I was so frustrated. One of my favorite shows, many of you know this show, Happy Days. You know, Happy Days, I love this show. Fonzie was so cool to me as a kid. Looking back on it, he probably wasn't so cool. But you know, he never transitioned, you know, and he never, he never went to a protest, and he, he never, you know, married another man or did any of these things we see on TV today. But Fonzie was cool, and I loved Happy Days because it, it was really that, you know. You see this family and all these things. It was awesome. But I remember in Happy Days, Fonzie was going to do this special jump. He was going to jump these cars. <laughs> Some of you probably don't know what I'm talking about. It's okay. Um, but Fonzie... He would jump these cars, and I remember he seemingly wrecked. And we were like, oh, no, we had waited for this episode. We are waiting, you know, all of us kids. Well, what happened to Fonzie? And then those dumb words came on the screen, to be continued. Oh, it was so frustrating. You know, and it, it was funny because we really had to work hard to watch TV. Back in, the, back in my day, we had to work hard. You know, we had three channels, but really only two. We'd have two channels. But then if my brother sent me outside in the freezing cold, I could turn the antenna and he would yell out the window when it would come in clear so we could get Channel 7 out of Boise. But we could either have CBS and ABC at once or we could have NBC, but we couldn't have all three at the same time. So just so you know, that's what we did. But if you think about it, you know, these to be continued, they, they were really torture on us kids. But also what it did, something awesome would happen because... It would add to the anticipation of it. Do you remember these things? It would add to the anticipation. And I remember as a kid, we would talk about this all week in school, what was going to happen. We'd talk about, you know, all the things that were going to happen in the episode, and it just built anticipation. And I know this, you know, just so you know, back in those days, the younger kids, this is for your benefit, there weren't even VCRs, and you probably don't even know what a VCR is, but VCRs were these big boxes with tapes that recorded on these big, huge CRT glass TVs that were heavier than your house, and you know, you guys remember. But we didn't binge watch anything. There was no such thing. You had to wait. You had to wait 
seemingly patiently, but never patiently. You had to wait for the next episode. And in that, you know, we would talk about it, we would discuss it with friends, and it would build the anticipation. And I was thinking about this, and, you know, um, one of the things that was awesome and amazing growing up is, is television was a little more special in the sense that, you know, we, we really didn't watch it except at night and Saturday mornings, and then we were outside playing. And you guys remember this, we'd, we'd come back for meals, but the streetlights were our clock. You had to be home by streetlights. And if you weren't home by streetlights and you were okay, let's say you were late and you were okay, there was no issue, there was no problem, you weren't okay, <laughs> if you know what I mean. You got a whooping. And there's another thing you kids don't know anything about. So whoopings, let me tell you what they used to be. Okay? <laughs> My mom, whoo, that lady, we're going to talk about removing a shoe today, removing a sandal. My mom was quick on the draw, and that, she was pinpoint accurate with her sandal. And you, you ladies, remember this when the phone used to be connected to the wall? I'm getting off on all sorts of rabbit trails. Just bear with me. Remember when the phone was connected to the wall? <laughs> and your mom, the phone would be ringing, and she's yelling at you kids, you guys better. And then the phone, well, hello. And then all of a sudden she changed. I want angel mom voice. What's up with that? So you remember that? Yeah? Uh-huh. Uh, you kids missing out, I'm just telling you. So... But anyway, I was thinking about this. Man, this is even before Internet. This is before VCRs. And I realized I am getting old. All these kids tell me I'm getting old. And, I, and I'm like, what? I'm getting old? I really am getting old. And they say the memory is the first thing to go. You're right? And, and I don't know what the second thing is. I can't remember what they said. But <laughs> memory is the first thing to go. And it's one of these things that you just, what was I talking about? <laughs> TV, to be continued, right? Okay. So to be continued is important. And it's important for our lesson today. It really is. And you're thinking, yeah, well, you said earlier you're going to finish your joke, so I'm going to try. But here's the thing, that to be continued, I remember as a kid when these episodes would happen at the key moment when we needed to know the next detail to be continued. And then you waited all week and you talked about it with your friends and it built anticipation. And you know, if you think about it, that's the way it is for you and me. The cross of Calvary was a great big to be continued. And there's more to come. And in the meantime, what do we do? We talk about how wonderful it's going to be. We write songs about it. If, you know, I can only imagine what it's going to be like when I stand in front of my Lord face to face. And the anticipation builds, and we really long and look forward to that day when our Lord comes to get us, when our Boaz, our kinsman redeemer, comes to get us. And last week we saw a picture of this to be continued for Ruth. In the story of Ruth, we saw how she was to sit still and wait for Boaz because Boaz... Know this, Naomi, she has anticipation. She wants this to happen. Ruth certainly wants this to happen. But consider this, Boaz also. It was a to be continued for Boaz. But Boaz is a picture and type of our kinsman redeemer. And he still had work to do. He still had work to do. And know this also, our Boaz. In the same way, our Lord longs for the day he can come and get us. But do you know he still has work to do? He still has work to do. Remember this, what he told all of us in John chapter 14, verse 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would, I would have told you. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. 
For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.